You're listening to Your Best Life, powered by Mercy One. Join us as we have a fun conversation with certified experts and physicians about health topics for you and your family. It's Your Best Life, our one purpose. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. Sherry, it's getting warm outside. You know what that means? Shorts time. That's right. Shorts time. And with that in mind, what if I said the words to you, varicose veins? Oh, man. I think we all have one or two or more than that that we all wish we could get rid of. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) But actually, you know, it goes beyond just what they look like. It can actually be the sign of a more serious medical condition. Um, So let's find out about more about that today. Great. Love to hear it. I'm here with general surgeon, Dr. Ricky Maddox. To start off, Dr. Maddox, what are varicose veins and how are they different from spider veins? The varicose veins are basically a, an abnormal vein that develop as a result of having a, a, a chronic venous insufficiency. Chronic venous insufficiency basically happens when the valves in the vein, which is supposed to direct the blood to flow one way toward the heart, uh, doesn't do a very good job and allows the blood to flow backwards. And that causes increase in venous pressure, uh, which causes uh, all the pathology associated with the uh, venous insufficiency. Uh, That's when you get those bulging veins in your leg? Right. So the bulging veins are the varicose veins. So basically the varicose veins is a symptom of a venous insufficiency. Now what makes the varicose veins different from spider veins? There really isn't any difference. It's only at different stages of the venous insufficiency. There is a clinical uh, etiology, anatomy, and physiology classification system that uh, uh, most uh, providers who uh, provide uh, venous treatments uh, look at when you determine patients' uh, needs for the treatment. And that's based on seven different stages or classifications of the venous disease. The first class is uh, called the C0 class, and that's when patients have shown no signs of a a varicose veins or a venous disease, but they have symptoms. The typical symptoms are uh, the heaviness, discomfort, and pain in their legs. At that stage, they may not notice any spider veins or varicose veins or swelling. The only thing is the symptoms they notice. Now, the C1 class is when you begin to develop appearance changes. And the first thing that happens is the spider veins. So this is the earlier stages of the uh, venous insufficiency. And a C2 uh, class is when you begin to develop those bulging veins called the varicose veins. And C3 is when you begin to develop swelling. Now, up to the C3 uh, uh, class, all those things can be reversed with the treatment. But beyond that, which include uh, uh, C4, which is a, state, uh, a change of brownish discoloration that you notice in the legs, that's called a stasis dermatitis. And uh, C5 is when you begin to develop patients who've had uh, ulcerations in the past, but they were able to heal it. And a C6, a C5 is when patient uh, has an ulcer that just cannot be healed. And stage from the, the 4 until 6, damage is already done, so you cannot reverse those. But you can prevent it from progressing further. And uh, at the C5 stage, you can treat the vein so that you can heal the ulcer. So the earliest you treat the veins is uh, uh, the best outcome for the patient. The idea that uh, uh, the varicose veins and spider veins and all those things are the cosmetic, uh, you really have to think twice about that because the potential consequences of waiting until it becomes an issue, like an ulcerations and swelling and discolorations that you develop, your outcome would be quite a bit less. 
And uh, patients who develop any of those symptoms that I talked about earlier, or patients who just notice the spider veins and nothing else, it's probably a good idea to uh, have it evaluated to make sure that you don't have insufficiency because earlier you treat, uh, the better the outcome. And do varicose veins affect certain age groups or men more than women or women more than men? Basically, there are t- two groups. We see this in, uh, more prevalently in those groups. Those are uh, uh, elderly and uh, uh, the pregnancy. Mm-hmm. However, most of the venous disease is genetic uh, in origin, so that they, it tends to run in the family. If there's a family history of a venous disease, then chances are you will develop it sometimes in an early age, sometimes later. But the two most common groups that we see these are patients uh, uh, over 50 years of age and a female. There is up to 80% prevalence uh, within that population. Uh, in men, for some reason, it's a little bit less uh, prevalent. Uh, usually less than 50% of them will develop that. But uh, uh, if you follow patients long enough, uh, you can expect about 80% of uh, uh, the female population will develop some degree of a venous disease. Are varicose veins always in the legs, or can they be found in other parts of the body? Uh, we have seen some varicose veins in the perinatal area around the umbilicus, but this has this is not to be treated like we treat in the veins and the legs. So they usually are in the legs. There are other varicosities that people will have inside the body, like uh, people with the cirrhosis of the liver and, and so on. But this is different status than just the varicose veins we're talking about in the legs. So do you see um, in the patients that you treat, Dr. Al-Baghdadi, um, that they have other um, cardiovascular symptoms along with the venous reflux disease? Some do, especially the elderly group, as Dr. Maddox have mentioned. The younger people normally don't, and we have to be careful with the elderly people, so we, we have to check their arterial blood flow to the legs as well, too, as we analyze the venous system disease in those patients. They may have coronary disease in the elderly, uh, as we all know, versus the younger people who may not. The benefits of getting the varicose vein treated is, number one, yeah, improved quality of life because uh, uh, the pain and swelling and edema and ulcerations uh, can affect daily activities, including your work. And there are some patients who have a significant enough symptoms that uh, they uh, find that, that they cannot do the work that they are normally able to do, and they cannot enjoy the life that the way that they like to enjoy. The latest treatment for the varicose veins uh, is what's called a venous seal. Um, prior to that, we were able to perform an intravenous treatment for the, varic- the venous insufficiency. Um, but it involves pretty aggressive ways of treating it. But the latest uh, treatment is uh, relatively simple and is very tolerable, easily tolerable by the patients. And uh, most patients don't even notice much of uh, uh, the pain other than just a simple needle stick. What that involves is that uh, we access the vein intravenously with a single needle stick. And instead of using heat or a laser, which has its own uh, potential dangers, use glue that basically collapses the veins so it will prevent any blood from flowing through the vein that's not functioning normally. So you basically uh, disrupt the 
insufficient uh, the vein so that uh, you can decrease the venous pressure of the normal veins in the leg, that will improve the symptoms, that will improve the swelling, and that can actually help heal the ulcer that's very difficult to heal. The additional veins are treated using, uh, there are several different options. The best option, in my opinion, is uh, what's called a ferritina form sclerotherapy. And what that is, is that the reason why we can treat the cephalous veins uh, with the intravenous ablation uh, uh, using a catheter devices is that those veins are very straight, so you can thread the catheter without any problems. But the varicose veins are very tortuous, so you cannot thread the catheter. So what we do is that we inject uh, with a liquid foam into the vein that actually uh, uh, traverses the entire length of the vein, and then it basically collapses by, by a, a chemical reaction. Very good. What are, are there any other treatments that are used to treat varicose yes. veins? The form that I just talked about is not approved for treatment of the uh, varicose veins per se, but it's approved for treatment of the uh, uh, what's called the truncal veins, which are the cephalous veins and the anterior accessory cephalous veins. Most of the distal cephalous veins are usually not accessible through the, uh, uh, the venous seal or uh, radio frequency, so those distal truncal veins will be treated with the foam. The refluxing varicose veins are not however, approved for treatment by either radio frequency or uh, the form. The refluxing varicose veins are treated using uh, what's called an ascolera, which is a, uh, a sclerosing agent that we inject directly into the vein. So that is a, uh, right now, the, uh, the procedures that we use to treat the entire venous disease, the number one is the, uh, the venous seal or uh, uh, radio frequency depending upon what the insurance approved. And the second line is the, uh, the verotina form sclerotherapy, both of which are used for truncal veins. And for the non-truncal veins, like a refluxing varicose veins, are treated uh, with ascolora, which is a sclerosing agent uh, with a chemical name of uh, uh, polydoconol. And we can form that by usually injected as a liquid directly into the vein, either under the ultrasound guide, uh, but when the vein is visible, then we can directly inject it into the vein. And is it ever too late to seek treatment for venous reflux disease? Not really. The sooner you can get it, the, before it gets complicated, the better the outcome. But we have seen people with advanced disease, with ulcers, that doesn't seem to heal, that actually responded very well. Uh, those people will leave a scar, of course, after they heal. But you treat early, then you don't have those other complications from ulcers to clots uh, and infections. And is there anything that you would like to add that we haven't talked about yet? No, all I say that this is a simple procedure to do, uh, fairly safe to do, and most insurance companies pay for it. And it's not cosmetic. We we have few patients who comes in for cosmetic reasons, and they those are not paid for, but the patient will have to pay for it. Okay. Well, thank you both very much for taking some time out of your day to talk with us. Um, We really appreciate your perspective on vein health. All right. Thank you. All right. You're welcome. Bye-bye. 
Tell us your stories. We want to hear your feedback. Uh, send it to an email at podcast at mercyhealth.com. Or you can fill out a submission form that's on the website, mercyone.org slash podcast. And you can also catch up on all of our other episodes on that same website. And as always, live your best life.